Welcome to Well Connected, a podcast series from Cox Business featuring the latest in healthcare innovation, helping you to realize your connected health vision within the hospital and into the home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Tyler Kern. Today, we are talking about taking healthcare into the home. What does that look like? How has that happened over the last several years? And where is that moving in the future, and what will the impact be? Lots to cover here on the show today. Joining me to discuss all of this is Kevin Stevenson, the Director of Strategic Operations at Ascension Providence in Waco, Texas. Kevin, welcome. Thanks, Tyler. Good to be with you again. Good to talk to you here today, Kevin. This is obviously something that we've talked a lot about over the last several years. Um, And and I think COVID has, has played a part in it, right, getting us to where we are now. How have you seen healthcare moving into the home over the last two years, and what role has COVID played in that? You know, COVID had just accelerated what needed to happen over the last uh, years. Uh, Many of our providers uh, in my health system uh, were working virtually because of various restrictions that we had early on. And so uh, we saw our virtual visits just explode in a very quick order. Mm -hmm. And so as that occurred, people started being more comfortable with that. And, and it offered a level of convenience for them. And, and, you know, think about it. If you're a young mother and you've got a child that you need to take them to the doctor, you've got to get them ready. You've got to get them in the car. You have to drive to the, to the clinic. And now, basically, you just put the child in front of the, uh, in front of the camera and let the doctor uh, perform the visit. So yeah. it's just so much more efficient and, and convenient. It's a, a great point, you know, and, and I do think that there is a level of everyone all at once getting comfortable with this technology, mm-hmm. not because they wanted to, but out of necessity almost. Absolutely. And it got everyone on the same page almost instantaneously, which you can't really recreate outside of a phenomenon like what we've experienced. Yeah, you know, and, and as you said, we've talked about telehealth for a long time. I was involved with it uh, 20 plus years ago in outstate Nebraska, and the necessity from that was just location. Because, you know, the, the catchment area being the size of the state of Indiana, but there's only 300,000 people there. Mm-hmm. You really don't need multiple specialists and subspecialists in that market. What you need is an efficient way to deliver care, and that's what we did. And it took some states, including Texas, some time to, to migrate towards that level of, of service. Yeah, and, you know, even kind of going off of that example, we're not all the way there yet as no, a country, no. but we have gotten— close to or are getting closer to progressively everyone having some kind of some level of connectivity broadband and exactly. high speed and as we get closer and closer to that being a hundred percent then it becomes easier for this to be deployed on a massively wide scale no you're exactly right and as technology advances you know i, I see there's a number of of uh groups that will do in-home care uh, in a wide variety of fashions and and so now you can connect uh uh, CHF patients' uh, scale or their uh, blood pressure cuff or, you know, whatever, and the provider will have all of that data real time. Yeah. And so it just makes it so much easier. And again, back to the convenience level. Yeah, and we're, we're seeing the expansion of wearable technologies right. and different things like that. I mean, I got one of these. Good for you. Right, over over Christmas. Uh, that was really fun. But it's it's been really interesting to track certain things about my health and things that I had never really realized could be tracked. And right. now all of a sudden I'm kind of obsessed with yeah, making some of these numbers yeah. better. Or, yeah. You know, you know we're, we're back in the days I was obsessed uh, with how many steps am I getting in today. It's now, 
you know, how, how can I keep my heart rate at a certain level for, uh, for an extended period of time? So. Yeah, yeah. I'm measuring every walk I take uh, with the dogs. Good for and, you. you know, good for all, you. all that stuff. Yeah. But so beyond all of this, one of the other factors to, to consider and one of the things to talk about is cost, right? In shifting healthcare right. from healthcare facilities into the home, there's, there's a cost element to discuss. Absolutely there is. And, you know, uh, the, for, for, the, for the facilities, for example, you know, you have the, the efficiencies that you can gain, and really you can gain additional capacity mm-hmm. by delivering care at home, which is a great thing. But, you know, in healthcare, we're still pretty heavy on bricks and mortar. Yeah. And so we've got a lot of capacity that, you know, if we move more care outside of our walls, what are we going to do with that? And so it's, it's really an exciting time for me as a strategist to try to figure out what's the next, next generation uh, of care that we need to provide in a facility and then also, what type of care do we need to provide elsewhere? Mm. Uh, you know, for, for, say, the, the payers, it's certainly a cost savings because, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you've got a provider that can see more patients, and so it's, it's driving down the overall cost. And again, for the patient, it's such a great opportunity for them to receive care in the appropriate setting, but really that, that lowest lowest site of care setting, mm-hmm. which is, again, going to drive down costs for everybody. Yeah. And, and another aspect of this is when you don't have to go sit in a waiting room with oh. maybe other sick people, That's right? right? Then maybe you end up with fewer visits to healthcare facilities, to doctors, to hospitals Absolutely. in the first place. You know, unfortunately, uh, one of the places where you contract more diseases happens to be in a healthcare facility. Uh, and so if you can eliminate that, uh, that possibility, it's better for everybody. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a really good point. And, and I wonder if we also have become a little bit more comfortable with this idea of healthcare at home, just even yeah. mindset-wise, everyone from healthcare professionals down to just the everyday citizen. Like you mentioned, it's been, it's been a shift in terms of technology. It's been a shift in terms of um, in a lot of different ways, but more than anything, with just being okay with this being a way of being taken care of. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Again, you know, people have have migrated from you know I have to I have to have that that personal contact with my provider to whereas you know my encounter is just as good virtually. Mm-hmm. And, and again, with all the technological advances. You know, they're not really missing out on any of the uh, any of the immediacy of, of the diagnostics, you know, uh, you know, weight or blood pressure or anything like that, and so it does make things uh, flow a little bit more smoothly. And we haven't really even touched too much on this perspective from the physician side of things, but there's an efficiency aspect of Absolutely, being able to it. see more patients and uh, yeah. things along those lines as well. Well, and you think about the overhead that's involved too. If you're seeing fewer patients. In person, you might be able to scale back some of your clinic staff. Yeah. And so it, it certainly does allow them to capture some efficiencies as well. Scale back, redeploy even. You talked about from Absolutely. a strategic perspective, yeah. you know, how you deploy people can be, you know, managed in maybe a more one-to-one type or more people per patient Absolutely. or staff per patient um, could definitely be something that could that could change and improve care for the people that are in the facility at that time. Yeah, that's absolutely right, you know, because uh, oftentimes our, our surgeons and, and other proceduralists are, are in their office seeing clinic patients. Yeah. And that takes a great deal of their time. And so if they can streamline that process, it gives them more opportunities to be providing that advanced level of care 
that really helps them work to the top of their license. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. They have to do the follow-up care, of certainly with patients. They have to see the patients for an initial visit. But really and truly, you're paying a cardiologist to, you know, to evaluate your care. But if you need that catheterization, you want them to be available for that. Yeah. Same thing with your surgeon. You want them to be in the surgical suite. I know as a provider, I would rather them be in there uh, performing uh, surgeries and uh, procedures versus sitting in their uh, in their clinics. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a really really great point. And I guess that's the perspective you have as a strategist, right? right. Is is how do we deploy people to the best possible spot at the best possible time to utilize their abilities yeah. and their knowledge as efficiently as possible and as effectively as possible to improve care. And as I said, everybody, if we could get everybody working to the top of their license, Mm -hmm. you know, care is going to do nothing but improve. So what sorts of things do you see for the future of, of bringing care into the home? What, you know, we, we talked wearables, we've talked, you know, improving technology. How else do you see these things kind of tying together to kind of complete the picture of home well, I think you know there's a, there's a lot of things that that we do on an outpatient basis now that really could be done uh, and I say outpatient in our facility it mm-hmm. could be done in a home setting one example is like a, a CHF clinic you know we have a CHF clinic on site where people you know they're we're, we're measuring people's heart rate we're measuring uh, input and output we're, we're measuring all of that but we ha- people have to come in to do that right now yeah but those are types of things with with new advances in technology that can be done in advance or during a virtual visit. That's just one example. You know, people say somebody on uh, on hospice level care. You know, you'd much rather be in your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, during that time. And so, if you you know, you're still going to get that you're still going to get that in person visit from somebody coming to your home. But uh, if there are other opportunities for different providers to just, uh, you know, give you that level of virtual care, that's great too. Yeah. But but really and truly, you know, it's the technological advances that are really driving a lot of this and the acceptance of patients and providers, frankly. Mm, that's a, that's a really, that's a really great point. You know, it, to me, it really is that, that technological mm-hmm. aspect of bringing a holistic picture of health, yeah. you know, and, and what that can look like. You know, you can connect to somebody, you know, via your phone, your computer, sure. you're wearing the, the watch or the, you know, the wearable type Absolutely. technology and transmitting as much information as possible to keep everyone on the same page. I think you see that continuing to develop over the next few years mm-hmm. and, and you really see how um, how home healthcare will look radically different than it yeah. did five years ago. Well, and, you, and you, you take it even to like whenever you're, you're post-op, and you're going to physical therapy for, you know, four to six weeks, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, that initial visit with your physical therapist in the clinic, you know, they have to evaluate where you are. Right. But And so then that's when they start, you know, they prescribe the the level of, of uh, you know, exercise or, you know, whatever. You can do those at home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, after that first educational uh, encounter, you can you can be at home. Your physical therapist could then, you know, you could zoom in with them, and they can actually watch you do your exercise, and they maybe tweak a little bit. Yeah. But why not? I mean, again, you know, that keeps you from going in, uh, you know, typically uh, physical therapy, you know, you're going three times a week. Well, if you only have to go maybe once a week or once every other week, and the other, you know, two to th- five encounters, 
You can do it at home and, and basically let them watch you. Why not do that? It almost reminds me of retail and the move to e-commerce, yeah. right? Yeah. E-commerce, you can buy something online, then go pick it up in the store. You can send a video to your physician and say, am I doing this right? What's this look like? Absolutely. It, it's, it so seems to parallel what's going on in, in yeah. other aspects of our lives, which just seems to suggest this makes sense. We're just going to keep moving in this direction. Right. And it's only going to continue to grow as more technological innovation takes place in this space and as more smart people put their brains to it. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and another aspect of this too, you know, we as as humans are, are we're trying to become more proactive in our healthcare, mm-hmm. and so basically, how we're doing that is we're getting a lot more uh, education around what we need to be doing. That's a great point. And so, why do you? I mean, look, higher education and even public schools are providing education virtually now. Why can't your healthcare provider do that very same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just provide that education to you uh, in a virtual environment in your home. It's a great point. Great point, Kevin. Any final thoughts here as we as we uh, wrap up our conversation here today? Anything we haven't covered or that you want to leave, leave the listeners with? You know, I I think it, it, this is just going to be a challenge for all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as I said, you know, from a provider standpoint, we need to just develop strategies for care at home. Yeah, um, and. We need to make sure that whenever we're talking to to our patients, uh, that that they understand they're not being shortchanged on care. Mm-hmm. The care, you know, they're still getting quality care. It just happens to be, frankly, more convenient for them and really more cost effective for them as well. Yeah. But it's going to be just, you know, in the appropriate settings, it's going to be just as uh, as productive for them as it as it would be for them to go to, to uh, a physical location. Mm. It's an exciting time. We're living in a time of a lot of progress and innovation. So it's uh, it's fun to have a chance to talk about it. Always, always good to be with you, Tyler. Good to talk to you too, Kevin. Kevin Stevenson, Director of Strategic Operations at Ascension Providence in Waco, Texas. Kevin, thanks again. Thanks, Tyler. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of the show. We appreciate having you along very much. Of course, subscribe to stay up to, the, up to date with the latest from Cox Business. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with new episodes of the show. But for our guest today, Kevin Stevenson, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.